Hello everyone, welcome to Are We Pretty? A podcast dedicated to highlighting all things drag. I'm Annalie Duchet. And this is Miami Rose. Whether you're a fan of drag or a full-time entertainer, this is the podcast for yar. Each episode is cram-packed with drag news, exclusive interviews, and a weekly topic that'll leave you gagging for more. Wee oui, wee oui, cheerio. This week, we chat about mental health and its relationship to drag with the illusion that causes confusion, her words, not ours, Luna Luella. So unlike our accents, get ready to get into it. This is Are We Pray? Wow. Okay. Well, that's a choice. Um, well, it's, yeah. uh, we're taking it in an artistic direction. There you go. So, Miami, hi. Hi. What's going on in the world of drag for you? Girl, by now y'all should know I'm performing. Uh, but I, also, I'm eating, <laughs> I'm eating this chocolate. This is off topic, but this is a moment that needs to be talked about. Yes. So, recently I moved into this, this harm this humble abode um and my grandparents dropped off a thing of some chocolates okay and keep in mind they were new like chocolates that came out of a bag right this Hershey's bar I don't know I don't know if a manufacturing error happened but this bitch looks demolished she looks like she was melted down and put back together um I'm not necessarily sure if it's healthy to eat like it looks a little bit tainted mm, by the mm-hmm. devil oh um but uh i've ate like seven of them so if i drop dead in the middle of the pod you know why wow that's amazing well thanks for asking i i was a Thank part you. of a show um i <laughs> Um, I was a part of a show. I did a little brunch um, in Memphis. It was really, really fun. Um, I had never performed at this place before. I got a lot of money, y'all. This place was wild. I, so, okay, listen to this. Someone, li- I'm not used to this. So maybe this is something that you experience, Miami. I don't experience this often, but someone handed me a 20. And here's what I did when they handed me the 20. I literally looked at this woman and I said, Really? And then I just took it from her. Because, I mean, I'm not going to complain. I'm going to take the 20. But I was just like, why are you giving me this shit? But anyways, um, so yeah, I performed. Um, also, we didn't talk about this last time. But me and you were part of a Halloween spooktacular that was put on by Sway, which is a uh, club in Little Rock. Um, it was just a bunch of drag performers coming together and creating a uh, little music video moments. Lady Sasquatch uh, was Elvira, and it was just a really cute moment. I'll make sure that we put the video in the description of the episode. Yeah, we caught a spooky vibe. Oh my God. Wow. Uh, Speaking of spooky vibes, this week we are going to be reviewing War of the Roses, the Halloween episode. I'm so excited to dive into this. Are you ready to dive into this, bitch? Oh, I need to dive in head first. Let's go. Let's go. Play that thing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't understand. We just had a conversation about how we should be doing the sound effects in post because bitches, y'all don't understand. This shit's been happening. Like, I have the worst look my computer is literally homophobic it does not want me to have a good day hang on i turned it off for some reason why am i like this anyway um okay so (laughs) we're gonna uh try that again um sorry we are gonna be doing the war of the roses review 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 Wow. Uh, look, that is one of my most favorite um, little transition music. I feel so powerful. I feel like we're really about to deliver the most important news that you're ever about to hear. And we are. I think basically what everyone should know is by this point, we have boiled it down to the top five um, at War of the Roses. And the thing is, the competition is getting so tight that we have to look at these bitches with a magnifying glass. And uh 
I think tonight proves that sometimes uh, things happen. This is definitely an interesting episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm ready to dive into it. Shall we just jump the fuck in? Yep, let's go. Yeah, so the, the performance category is Scream Queens. And they were basically challenged to come out and do a Halloween-themed performance. It doesn't necessarily have to be scary, but I definitely think that is like the general vibe. Just make it October, make it spooky, uh, throw some aspect of Halloween into the numbers. So that was basically the category. Should we, um, should we do... Uh, should like we a, do, can we do a spook or a kook? Or we should do woos and boos. Oh, girl, you are so good at this shit. Okay, yeah, let's do woos and boos. We love, we love it. Okay, so first up was Shanice Cassidyne. And Shanice came out and did like a clown Pennywise number. Um, oh, sorry. sorry. So here's the thing. Shanice came out and at first I was... I was very into it. Yeah. yeah. And then she lost me. Yeah. It's a it's a boo for me. But um, I do really enjoy the outfit. I just I don't think that the number went the way that we expected to go with Shanice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm gonna give this a a boo, and I'm gonna say for the same reasons. She came out really, really strong, and honestly, like I'm 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 looking at the video now. She's always such an excellent performer. I think for me, part of the issues were we already saw someone do this number as a as a clown, and I don't know. It's hard to not like compare the two and I, I I like Mary Mary Gagdalen did this same number a few weeks back and I really 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 liked it and then also I think for me part of this was we got the story at the beginning and it didn't really go anywhere yeah I agree but, but she looks good she was having fun she always performs well she dances like no other but I'm, I'm just gonna give this a boo so yeah. next up uh, is Iris LaFleur and she came out and did this really like nude, sexy moment. She was lip syncing to the audience in such a compelling way. She was giving it emotion. And then the gag was she had another alum from War of the Roses, Zoe Adams. She came out and poured blood all over her. It was very sexy. It was very hot. It was very unexpected. I did not really think Iris was going to come out and do and do such a, a messy number. Not that the number itself was messy, but like in, it shed blood all over her and like it was everywhere. So it was like super grunge and just unexpected. Uh, I thought it was a really good number. It was a woo for me. This is an absolute this was great. Um, I like the prosthetics that she had on her chichis, um, the prosthetics she had on her... Um, her cooter. Yep, her, her cooter. No, but this is this was a really good number. It was it was it was it was grungy. At some points I was like, oh my god, ew, like and kind of uncomfortable. So for me, like it gave me a little bit of the spooky, uncomfortable thing that you know I kind of want to have in a spooky type of number. And look at Zoe Adams, that fucking bitch. She's gorgeous. Fucking gorgeous, and I hate her every day for it. Basically. Um, next up we have Miss Lunar Luella who came out as um, the wife and bride of Chucky, I believe. I think that's what she was trying to deliver. I say trying, that's not how I meant to come off. I think that's what she's giving though. Um, And she performed a a rock song. She had a blood moment. I think for me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know what, I'm gonna woo this. Overall, this was good. I think it delivered what it needed to deliver. It definitely gave me a a fun character that I think of when I think of like Halloween and scariness. And she's a she's a fun performer to watch. Um, I do think that there could have been some more elements to this because it kind of felt kind of single note. But I did like this. I enjoyed watching it. So I'm gonna give it a woo. Yeah, I think for me, I 
enjoy the idea that she went with. I thought that it was a good concept. I thought it was a good character. Mm-hmm. But this to me was just kind of stagnant the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it didn't really, it, it, it's not that it got worse. It just didn't like really get better, I guess. It was very the same note the whole time. But she looks beautiful. She looks gorge. And I think she really served emotion in her performance. So I think it's, I honestly, I think it's a woo for me. I'm not mad at it. It's a woo. Next start, uh, we have Jalea Jolie Times, who first came out in, in a, I actually, I think, if I, if I, if memory serves me correct, I think the mask she's wearing is from The Nightmare Before Christmas, I think. Dead it mask. was a, uh, it was definitely like a weird combination of, of characters that she did. Cause she came out in, I, I also, I think it's Nightmare Before Christmas, but then she switched it up and out of nowhere, she was Harley Quinn, which yeah. honestly I'm not mad at because once the performance started and she really got into it, this is what I needed from Shanice. Yes. This was an elevated, she took it there. She really brought that emotion. She knew her words. She had the dance down. And I liked this performance from Julia because it seemed like she was having so much fun. And that to me really was sold the number. So this is a complete woo for me, bitch. Yeah, I'm giving it a woo as well. I wasn't sure at the beginning because she had a mask on and I was like, I wonder what's going to happen, how she's going to reveal, what is going to be the reveal, what's her face going to be. And then she, you know, as you said, came out as Harley Harley Quinn and she looks, she always looks fucking good. Uh, She was definitely having a a lot of fun. I love this costume. The song she chose was really great. And I'm going to give this a woo. You better work, Julia. You better woo, bitch. (laughs) You better woo, bitch. Um, next up, we had Mary Jane Gagdalin, who served us an entire Hocus Pocus musical moment. It, it's a woo. Here, here, here's my favorite thing right now about Mary Gag. One of my favorite things about Mary Gagdalin. Um, I love that um, because of Mary Gagdalin that we also get to see Honey Blunt basically every single episode uh, in in season three. It's like she never she never got booted. It's cheap. It's cheap. Uh, no, but uh, but no. This is this is an absolute woo. Mary really knows how to give a performance, and I really like that she's, um, you know, sh- she seems to be kind of like a Broadway type of performer. She always delivers something, like a performance is always really really good. This was fun to watch. I I think that this uh, was very successful. It had great buildup in the number. It got better and better, and it started off so strong. So to be able to just continuously bring it up and make it better as it goes, that was very impressive. And on top of everything, the costuming was spot on. Oh, so good. I loved every bit of it. This is a 100% move, not a single issue with it. Agree. Agree. So now we're going to jump into the germs and blarms. We have been getting a couple messages, a few, uh, a few notes from the birds that uh, some of y'all are a little bothered by our opinions. And to that, I have to say this, bitch, who the fuck cares? (laughs) Like literally just uh just get into it or get over it. That's all I have to say. So yeah. Do you have anything to say with that? Um, I was gonna say, uh, yeah, look, this is whatever it's a competition you know um people are here to compete and people are going to have opinions and we're just having fun this is not a like a read on anyone's character on anyone's drag it's just us being stupid and that is and sometimes people do ugly things like it's okay to wear an ugly garment and it's okay and and like us included us included right Annalie has wore a lot of ugly things I can't personally say I have but I can speak for Annalie uh we've well, we've all we've all seen the clips yeah so first up on the runway we have Shanice Cassadine who came out looking like um a cloud I think was she trying to was she doing cotton candy that's what I imagine so, well the the runway theme was oh was, thank you yeah uh, was uh what what was the room with Candyland right Candyland yeah this um 
this was an interesting choice for me. To me, there was no silhouette in the look. There was no structure to the garment. Yeah. yeah. And while I do enjoy the idea of doing like a big poofy cloud uh, cotton candy moment, I think that it was a missed opportunity. She could have like cinched the waist. She could have had like the cotton candy give her an interesting shape. And to me, it, it was just like kind of like a last minute uh, cotton candy moment glued onto a white dress. Although I will say I liked the headpiece. I thought that was cool. For me, I have to darn it. Um, I'm also going to do this. I, I agree with you though. I really like the headpiece. I thought that that part is like the part that really excited me. Um, and then the, the dress itself. Um, yeah, I agree. It does sort of look like, you know, she just put um, some cotton candy type of stuff on top of this white dress. Next up, we had, who is this? Iris. Iris so was next here. up was Iris, and Iris kind of did the same idea that Shanice had, but Iris did it correctly. Iris came out with cotton candy, uh, Icing on her ass. Icing like on her ass with suckers all over her body. She was sexy. She was showing body. She was strutting her stuff, working the runway. She was excited to be there, interacting with the crowd. This is a blue for victory. I really didn't have anything. I really didn't have anything wrong with it. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I'm gonna bloom this as well. I think it's really fun. I really like the uh, the underwear piece because it's all candy. Um, I also really love the icing on the cheeks. Here's what I will say, and this is the same critique that I've personally been giving Iris. Um, something about this wig just the hair. Yeah, the hair. It's the hair. It doesn't really go with this for me. But yeah. overall, it's a bloom. Very fun. I really love uh, the candy elements, and she seemed to be having fun with this. So it's a bloom. So uh, next up was Luna Luella, and Luna came out in Willy Wonka drag. <laughs> and I actually, I really liked this idea to come out as, as Willy Wonka. I thought it was an interesting twist on Candyland. Luna's, Luna's thing tonight was she was just overshadowed by everyone else. It's not that she did a bad job. It's just comparatively to everyone else, she she wasn't at uh, the caliber that they were putting out. So, but I mean, it's still a, uh, it's still a Flawless victory. Um, yeah, this is a bloom for me. Flawless I really like this. I, uh, by the way, the... The Willy Wonka that she's giving is the Johnny Depp version of Willy Wonka for the listeners. Um, but I, I bloom this. I think this is really good. I do wish that there would have been a little bit more of a nod somewhere to Candy itself. Yeah. Um, just to have a little she bit more. She should have had like the candy bar from the movie. Or like, yeah, or even like a golden ticket or something. I don't know. Um, right. Like a prop or something. Yeah. But overall, this is fun. I thought this was really, really fun. And I fucking love that cape that she's wearing. This red, like, it's it, it's like a cape-lit cape kind of thing. It's really cool. I like it. Oh, shit. Next up, we have the one and only Jalea Jolie Times, who, uh, she loves a staff. Friend alert. <laughs> yeah, For her she, only. <laughs> she came out in this, like, bubblegum pink cover-up that revealed to... What I think is the best look of the yes. night. This, yes. this yes. to me blew me away. I thought she looked so good. This is probably my favorite look that she's done all season. And uh, I really haven't really had issues with, with any of her looks. I, I think that she knows her body shape really well. And yep. I think she knows how to wear clothes. Mm -hmm. And she definitely, the clothes do not wear her. She wears the clothes, but she commands the outfit. So I have to give this a bloom. No, this is a mega victory. bloom, mega evolution bloom, bitch. Yeah, this is a 100% candy balloon. Um, this outfit really gave me candy land. I feel like she is a watcher. Like she's at one of the gates watching to make sure that people don't come into the candy land. She's like a candy warrior. She looks so beautiful and gorgeous. And I really, really love this this uh, outfit that she had. I'm 100% blooming this one for, for Julia. I was sad though, because uh, you know, she was off and on the runway really fast. I don't know what happened this time. 
I think maybe she's listening to the pod. (laughs) (laughs) I hope not. I want her to take her time. I want, I want like 30 minutes of Jalea just walking around. Right, girl, get your dollars, honey. I would love to see her walk around in the outfit some more because that was gorgeous. It really blessed the screen, honey. Right. Next up, we have Mary Gagdalen who came out uh, dressed up in the theme of candy corn. So she has a black dress with candy corn all over it. Um, She's got a candy corn headpiece. Her wig is candy corn colored. Um, And so with that said, I'm gonna go with this. This is very fun to watch. I do think it's a little bit understated, just a teeny bit, but it's a bloom. This is really fun. I love the candy corn moment. It's very Candyland. It's cute, very Halloween. Yeah, this this for me is a soft bloom. I don't think that it held up to the caliber of some of the other looks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a little bit more debure and uh, simple, but I think she looks beautiful. I love the hair. I think that the outfit itself does tell the story of Candy, and I can't clock her for that. She she followed the assignment, so yeah. I mean, I I enjoy the look. It's just I think it could have been a little bit more. Yeah, and I feel like Mary, she has been eating the runways, and this one was just not to what I expect when Mary comes out. But, you know, she still looks really beautiful and fierce and gorgeous, so yeah, it's a bloom. Do you have a top bloom of the week? So my top bloom is actually Julia. I think that look-wise, Jalea killed the runway. She was my favorite one. Yeah, 100% agree. Jalea is the top bloom uh, for the runway for me. She, it, Hers was the most exciting to see. What would you say is the trend alert for this week? I think for me, it might have been cotton candy. Yep. We had we had some duplicates of cotton candy. We also had duplicate Wonka's. We also had duplicate songs. Was it this uh, week? The, well, the lip sync was, I'm sweet but a psycho, a little. And then, oh, and then, performed it as well. and then someone performed Julia, that. Right? And though it wasn't on the same night, uh, as I already said, Shanice performed a song that somebody else performed in, in another week. Yeah, so I think I think that definitely the trend alert this week is repetition. <laughs> <laughs> And, right. oh my God, trend alert, because last week was also that. Oh my God. We're, we are breaking barriers in the studio, honey. We are trend alerting our trend alerts. <laughs> we love it. Um, well, that was that was the dooms and blames and the woes and blames love. So, <laughs> boom, we did it. Wow. Uh, yeah, so we are going to go to break. And then when we come back, we're going to have an extra special guest. You guys already know we are talking to, in her words, not ours. What the fuck did she say, bitch? It was the illusion, illusion. that causes confusion. Yes. And uh, and I am confused, so I can't wait to unconfuse myself when she gets here. Because I have some questions. Yeah. Um, I, I'm excited to talk to Luna. She, you know, we've been talking shit about her almost every episode for the last, like, I don't know, five episodes. Um, I was fixing to say, I'm kind of scared. I feel like she might fight us after this. I'm going to have to wear a helmet, honey. Speaking of wearing helmets, uh, let's put our helmets on and uh, take a break. Bye. I don't know what that meant. Bye. For safety. (laughs) There you go. It's going to be fun. Oh, by the way, I love the uh, Bloom and Dooms. I'd be listening just to hear (laughs) Like, do I cuss them out this week or next? <laughs> Think I won't, like, come at you and just, like, fuck it in the middle. No, back. yes, no. Look, I'm so excited. You better come at us. You better read us to the fucking ground. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Uh, when Miami said in the ones, she was just like, um, <laughs> she said several queens already. And I'm like, who? <laughs> who? <laughs> Girl, it's a competition. Right. So, All right. Miami said she was joining, by the way, and she's. I'm just gonna show you this. I'm gonna join. <laughs> she's so bad. I'm gonna say okay. No, I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna say K. 
Oh my god, this is going to be the first time in a long time that I've seen Miami not in drag. So, oh, you know what? Maybe sometimes she doesn't get on the camera, and I, I have to beg her to be like, "Can I please just see you? Who are you?" I like how you told me Miami was joining thirty minutes ago. Because <laughs> that's when she told me she said joining. And here's the thing: I know she's like stressing out right now. This is the last thing. She wants First to of do. all, bitch, fuck y'all. I've been here the whole motherfucking time. Y'all dirty, stank ass bitches. Iris, I can smell you through the screen. Take a shower. Fuck. All right, guys, we are back. And today we are going to be talking with a super special guest all the way from across the river. It is the wonderful, the talented Miss Luna Luella. Hello. Hi. How's it going, Diva? It, it's going somewhere. I don't know where, but it's going to, to a place. Yeah, Luna, how's, how, how, how have you been? What's been going on in your world? I've been good, you know, just working, uh, thinking about drag. Uh, the competition, of course, it's been mainly on my mind, trying to survive all that. But, uh, you know, it's pretty normal, just working, paying bills, breathing, planning on dying someday. Uh, yeah, yeah in, ca in case it wasn't clear, uh, Luna is in War of the Roses, and we just spent like the last, I don't know, 20 minutes talking shit about her, probably. Um, mm -hmm. And so now she's our guest. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to the blooms and dooms, just waiting, just waiting. Which I agree with the second episode. Um, Y'all were right for that, fully. Um, but everything else, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well art is subjective and also uh fuck you too um <laughs> i want to know before we jump into this how did you find yourself uh doing the art form of drag like how'd you fall into it i don't know it's so weird because i was talking uh i knew a drag queen from uh a convention called anime blues con <laughs> nerd um and I was got into contact with her one day after I've been talking to my mother. Actually, it was like a car ride going somewhere. I forget where. Um, and I was like, oh, my God, drag is so cool. Like, I can't do that because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just not there for it. And she, my mother basically told me, stop being a pussy and just try it. And she bought me, like, my first two wigs and, like, uh, helped me out with uh, purchasing makeup and, Got into contact with the queen that I knew, uh, Venus Ann Serena, who's from Nashville. She's sickening. Um, Did this say Venus Ann Serena? Yes. First of all, first of all, <laughs> yes. Yes uh, to the name. Wow, okay, continue the story. Yeah. I, I love that. <laughs> and she got me in contact with Iris, uh, who was a show director at um, Drew's Place. And my very first show was a month after I turned 21. And it was a fucking disaster. And it's been downhill ever since then. <laughs> well, welcome to the pod where that's that's all of our careers this at this point. So fucking welcome. Wow. Yeah, we're <laughs> peaking right now. The pod is our peak point. <laughs> this is like your Oprah Winfrey moment, except it's with two fags in um, our closets. Absolutely. I'm so excited. I, all, all week I've been thinking about this pod. I was at work like, ooh, I get to do something when I go home. I feel so like real. I feel so legit. <laughs> right. Then it comes out and everyone fucking hates you. Everybody. Oh, they already blame it on the edit. RuPaul said it first. <laughs> so we're today's topic for anybody that doesn't know, if you didn't read the fucking uh, description, we are talking about mental health and uh, the effects that drag can have on it, both positive and negative. Uh, mm -hmm. I want to I kind of know, like, how has drag impacted your mental health? Like, tell us, tell us what you think about this. I think it's such an interesting topic, especially the way that it works. Um, see, for me, I, uh, I experienced, like, the ugly of the world at a very young age, uh, being a little teenager. Um, you know, I was... I don't want to say bullied because saying bullied is like it's such watered down nowadays that when you say it it's kind of a fucking joke but like it was so real like physically and mentally in school basically my entire until I was like in college um 
and dealing with like certain traumas. I was molested at a young age um, and growing up as a queer person, questioning all of that mess in Mississippi. Ooh, bitch. Um, so trauma, that's on trauma. Um, so it's like my mental health was like very, very, very low. I was depressed, anxiety, uh, suicidal. I've attempted suicide a few times. And so it, it's very weird about going into drag when you think this whole drag thing is like, you have to be like really up for it. Like you, it's, you know, it's being in front of a bunch of people. Like who the, who, what kind of fucking introverted depressed person wants to get on stage in front of a bunch of people and do some dumb shit, you know? <clears throat> and so like, uh, even when I started, I was still dealing with a bunch of uh, mental health issues and trying to fight all that. And it, it's so weird the effect that it really has on you because you think it would like not but it did I say it like this like um at first Luna was like a mask like a persona that I put on and that's what I kind of opted it up to like this is a persona this is not actually me this is just me doing you know this it's a whole different person and it took a couple years before I like realized like um that wasn't like a whole different it wasn't a mask that was just truly me just you know trying to cover it up as something else and it really helped me with a lot of confidence um you know being in front of a bunch of people and it's like I, I say Luna as in third person but I actually mean me it's like she went through the dark depths of my mind and she found that like 14 year old me crying in the fucking corner and was like mm, bitch get up we got things to do and, you know, and a couple of years later, it's like, I, I don't know how to explain it. I was just confident. I, I hold my head high. You know, I'm like authentically myself without being afraid of like this, that, the other and judgment. Don't really give a fuck about it. And like, not only do I want to be alive, like I want to live my life. And that's what I'm doing. Like, I'm having a good time right now. Like life is pretty fucking great. I got a roof over my head. Uh, good friends, good family. They all love me. Uh, doing pretty good in my drag career, if I say so myself. <laughs> mm. I mean, there are some negative aspects to it. Um, stress comes with it. Um, questioning, like, whether you are good enough for, like, mm. to do shows. Can I get booked? Why am I not getting booked? This, that, and the other. But at the end of the day, it's the fucking entertainment industry. You're not going to get booked sometimes, you know? Yeah, I I agree with both of those points. I didn't, um, I think my experience with drag is, is definitely different from yours, um, but it definitely helped me be a lot more confident just as a queer person because mm -hmm. I was, and, and it's one of those things when you hear like, you know, you, you can take this thing and apply it to this other part of your life. To me, that's what it is. It's, it, it wasn't that I was pretending, I mean, I am pretending to be someone else, but it's really just me extending who I am into this other thing. I'm evolving essentially. And so how can I bring in that confidence, that funness, that uniqueness, that I don't give a fuck kind of attitude into my real, in my, my real quote unquote real life? It definitely changes your perspective because it's like, you think it's a whole different person, but like, honestly, it, would you be capable of being that person if you weren't that person in the first place? Did that sound really good? This sounds philosophical. Whatever yes, it was it was philosophical. <laughs> That's right. Right. You got it. I like how you mentioned that um you went from thinking like drag was a mask mm -hmm. uh to realizing that it was it was yourself to me, like my with my journey, I feel like drag went from being like a mask for me to being a shield. Mm -hmm. I really realized like it it was actually it wasn't me changing myself and like pretending to be a different person. It just turned out like the Miami that came out when the makeup came on and the wigs and the lashes, that was me just like amplified. And I think through doing drag and like gaining that confidence that comes with it, I think I've been able to like fully come full circle with myself. So I applaud you for being able to also do that. Um, you seem like you're in a really good place right now mentally. So, but yeah, drag is, drag is hard. <laughs> it's not always like super, I don't know, you know, in this pod, we tend to like uh, jump all over the place. So I'm kind of curious to know, like we talked about, you know, drag brings a lot of joy, mm -hmm. uh, but what are some negative aspects of drag? Um, 
I can confidently say that there are some negative aspects to it, but like, it's not one of those things where it's like terrible. Like, you know, there's negative aspects to everything if you really dig deep enough. Um, because at the end of the day, drag is a business and the business is entertainment. Um, yes, it is fun at the end of the day. Um, and we do it because we love it, but there's going to be times where it's, um, gets too serious in a way. And, you know, there's drama that falls behind it when it comes to other Queens, the competitiveness that sometimes might pop up because there's like limited space, especially in this city and being in shows. And there's so many talented Queens out there, but there's only so many spots that they can have. So there comes, and then there's like questioning, um, whether or not, cause I've had this issue like recently, especially through uh, COVID um, before, like uh, everything like really went downhill with COVID. Like I was, I would say I was hitting my stride with drag. I was really like picking up on shows and then all of a sudden it went away. And even when it came back, it still, still wasn't there. So I felt my, myself personally, um, I say that I, you know, love life right now, but of course I still struggle sometimes. Some days you wake up and you're just not feeling good mentally I always tell people like <clears throat> yeah those demons that I used to have um they once were like big and bad but you can never truly get rid of your demons they're just a lot easier to fight and sometimes they get the best of you and so you know I overthink when it comes to drag like oh maybe I'm just not good enough to be asked to do the show or even when it came to the competition I was like fuck I'm you know I'm not on that level of you know, who I'm going up against, like, will I even make it, like, will I be remembered in this thing, like, am I actually doing good, and this, that, and the other, so it flip-flops around, so it can be, like, there are negative aspects to it, but I think there's a lot of positivity that goes into it, you know, the familyness of it all, the, just the good feeling when you're performing for those four minutes, that's just, like, you're on another level, another world. Um, I do want to ask you, what would you say to a listener who maybe is struggling with, with their mental health? What would you, what's some advice you would tell them to maybe like, you know, get over it, fix it? Um, it's not easy in the first place. It's definitely not an easy thing. Um, and it, you know, it doesn't solve itself and it doesn't solve instantly. It's a very hard path of, it, it's, it's difficult. It's going to be hard it's going to take a lot of processing. Like it took me years. Like it took me till basically like I was, I don't know, well into my 23s before I was able to have like any confidence and this, that, and the other. And all this shit started at such a very young age and you have to put in the work. And like, I think a lot of people don't understand, like it's you that has to put in the work for it. Like, and don't be afraid to do things that people may you know, shy away from, like, if you feel like you need to go see a therapist, go see a therapist. You, you feel like you want to talk about it, talk about it. Like, don't be afraid to really open up about your mental health. Cause I think it's such a fucking thing. That's so what, what's the word for it? Um, there's a, there's a stigmatism behind it where it's like, can you talk about your mental health and how bad it is? And bitch, you know, did you just say a stigmatism? No. St <laughs> <laughs> I said <laughs> there's a stigma behind it anyway you got it you'll, you'll get there just say talk <laughs> <laughs> wow thank you jujubee it takes a lot of work and i promise you um it's it's well worth it because i know that bullshit line of oh there's a light at the end of the tunnel but once you reach that light it's it's great it really is because the world becomes a, a lot better place for you. Yeah, there's it's still ugly out there, but for you, it, it, it feels really good. It feels good not waking up, not wanting to be here. Period. Yeah. I wake up every day not wanting to do this podcast so I can relate to that. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm glad you said something about therapy. I... I'm 32 and I didn't, I never went to a therapist until I was 31. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm really glad that I went because I, 
I've done things like I've read books about how to like be happier. I look, I read articles about breathing techniques and all of these different things to bring mental health. And it does, it, it is really, it's a good starting place. But, um, you know, after 30 something years of really not understanding what my emotions are really about and how to like interpret my feelings, I need a, a professional to help me work through that. Yeah. And there- yeah, it's it's been really great. I, I've I I definitely say if you have the ability to go to therapy, and now honestly because of COVID, there's so many now and before COVID, but COVID really pushed things forward. There's so many like telephone opportunities and that are free for people who just need some some support in their mental health, or just sit or and even just sitting down and talking with somebody. Like you never know. Like there's people out there that can fully fucking relate, mm. and if. And not only that, it feels good knowing that, you know, people can understand. So you, even if you're in a bad mental health state, you at least know that people understand and you're not alone, you know? Yeah, I would like to add on to that and say, although it is nice to talk to people, bitch, if you see me having a good time at the club and you trauma dump on me without permission, just know (laughs) that I'm going to stare at you like you are crazy. Just so you know how many fucking I think doing drag it invites drunk people to just tell me the craziest shit. Oh my god. I don't know if y'all can relate, but like the second I put a wig on and show up at the club, everyone's like, let me talk about the time I got hit by a car. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm scared of cars, (laughs) bitch. I have to walk across the street later. (laughs) So maybe um ask permission before you tell people your your story and, and before you, you know, you ask for advice. Make sure you ask. Uh, before you tell yeah absolutely time and place do ask do tell that that's very relatable because i don't i'm having a good time drinking like yeah i'm living my best life my wig looks good my outfit looks good what excuse me okay no i'm sad are you okay (laughs) oh she's crying okay this girl's crying where's her friends can we get her friends (laughs) yeah it's very that (laughs) Oh, you don't have any. Well, that's unfortunate. Oh, you don't have friends. That's why you're crying. Okay, got it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of crying, Annalise, do you have anything else? I don't know. Yeah. What, um, you know what? Uh, you brought up that you really wanted to talk about this topic. Um, why is this topic so important to you? Um, I don't know. I think it's... Okay. On trauma. Um, no, I think it's very important because um, mental health just affects all aspects of your life when it comes down to it. Um, so it's not only in drag, it's, you know, it's every day. And I think it's, like I said, stigmatized and it's not talked about. And, you know, I just want mental health to be the topic to be more comfortable for people to open up about. But it needs to be talked about honestly, especially in our own community, there, there's a huge, huge effect on mental health. And, you know, I just, I just think it's a really, really important thing to talk about. Like, God, just every day, talk about it every day. Get into it. Yeah, but, uh, we don't have the soundboard. Yes, get into it. Shit. I was waiting for it. <laughs> No, um, so you know how Miami moved. Uh, yeah, she's moving. She doesn't have all of the equipment needed for the pod um, because she's moving and she hates us. Wait, what are we doing? I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, well, oh, wow. okay. Great. Uh, we're complaining about how you don't have the soundboard. Right. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No soundboard. Yep. But I can fart on command. Do I need to do that? Wait, wait until we take a break, which is actually what we're going to do right now. So we're going to take a break. And after the break, we will answer some listener questions that I think are very, very fun. Yay. Yay. BRB. If you're anything like us, you probably like to get a little stoned. And Bling by Foxy is here to help you get your fix. Bling by Foxy specializes in crystal customizations and luxury upcycling. Whether it's Chanel shoes, a gown, or even your favorite clutch, Bling by Foxy is here to give your fashion choices all of the sparkle they need. So if you need to commission someone to embellish your fashion with Bling and sparkle, contact Foxy Scamazon. You can contact Foxy on her Instagram at thefoxyscamazon. That's T-H-E-E Foxy. Scamazon, or you can find her on Instagram 
at Bling by Foxy. Links can be found in the description of this episode. Are you a hella good entertainer? Are you an everyday hella fabulous person? Then you need Hella Wigs. Hella Wigs is owned and operated by the beautiful Ella Rosa. She creates custom wigs that can be styled or unstyled, and they are hella fierce. I'm actually wearing the Miss Lily right now. She's the new Hella Wig custom unit. It's 200% density, hermitese for volume, fully synthetic, and she has a single knotted widow's peak to give you a realistic hairline. So if you want a wig that is hella gorgeous, contact Ella on Facebook or Instagram at Hella Wigs. That's H-E-L-L-A-W-I-G-Z. Links can be found in the description of this episode. Welcome back to Lot everybody. Um, we are really struggling over here to, to figure out how to how to do this shit. Because um, Ollie's in charge. Usually I'm in charge. Did y'all fire your team again? No, we hired a new team. Rachel's back. You didn't know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Rachel. Yeah, she's currently on. Um, we we sent her out. She's getting coffee at the moment, and um, yeah, she still hasn't came back. That's been like two weeks. Ooh, wait. Yeah. Did we? <gasps> I don't think we gave her any money. Oh my god, is she panhandling outside? Rachel, it's raining. <laughs> She'll be fine. Oh God. Uh, God. Well, we're gonna answer some listener questions. And uh no, it's fine. Um I I just want to hurry up and end this. Let's go ahead. All right. <laughs> Let's Miami, you've got the first question. Um, what you got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll read it out. I got it. I got it. <clears throat> How painful is tucking? And have you ever come accidentally untucked during a performance? Um, it's only painful if you stretch it back far enough, bitch. I've done that before, and it hurts so much. You could it feels like tearing every time you move. It sucks. Oh my god, I've never come untucked. Though. I wear way too many fucking tights to do that. Yeah. Um. So for anyone who's listened to the pod before and who pays attention and remembers, I don't tuck. I just smush it. And until it becomes just a mound of nothing. Mashed potato couture. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very mashed potato. Not a not a lot of couture, honestly. Um, couture. But, <laughs> right. And, and then I just put a bunch of panties on. So it's not that painful, honestly. Um, smashing it. And uh, has it? Have I ever come untucked? No. Um, for me, I actually, okay, so I've done both. I, I, at one point in my drag journey, I was tucking with tape and not padding. And, uh, now I wear really big pads. Well, big for me, uh, probably not big for literally anyone else, but for me, they're big. And, uh, now I don't tuck because I wear like 20 pairs of pantyhose. That was an exaggeration, but I do wear a lot. Um, yeah, it, it is painful. It, or at least it was for me back when I was typing because, uh, you know, I wanted a snatch snatch. So it was, it was very uh, point. Has it ever come untucked during a performance? Uh, yeah, I came untucked last weekend. I had, I had, um, <laughs> no. I, I, okay. So the way I do it, this might, for anyone that's listening that doesn't like TMI, go ahead and skip forward like 30 seconds. I'll keep it brief. Uh, but basically what had happened was my, I wear like five or six layers of tights under this, like, uh, it's like a, a shorts, but it has my pads built in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I left those at a venue in Memphis and I can't find them. I don't know where my shorts are. So I had to basically not pad, but I just wore my tights because I didn't have any tape. And uh, since I didn't have the shorts, there was nothing to really hold back um, all the business. And uh, yeah, she clocked in early for work. Let's just (laughs) say that. Oh, Miami. Yeah, she did a a full shift at Little Caesars um, because she was serving, honey. Uh, Yeah, long story short, yes, it did happen. And I'm proud of it. I don't care. Lovely. So here's the question. Should drag kings slash drag queens go to each other's shows? Why or why not? Hmm. That's such a loaded question. Though. It really I, is. 
why okay these first- motherfuckers okay first of all let's talk about this our motherfucking listener group are fucking shady last week they were fucking coming for our throats right i would just like to let it be known so they there is always hidden shade in every question guaranteed yeah. I'll, I'll say it like this um i do love going to shows to support my friends and sisters and brothers but if i'm fucking busy I'm fucking busy. I don't have to be at every show. I'm supporting you from over here. You know? Period. I'm spiritually there. Physically, I don't want to fucking be there. (laughs) Right. No, I feel that. I feel like for me, um, you know, I work a lot in Memphis, but I don't live in Memphis. I live an hour away. It's really hard for me to like just come to all the shows and i mean i love watching drag drag is literally i could watch drag all day absolutely Um, but it's just like it's hard to like make the trip to memphis just to like you know watch a show which i mean i would love to do that but i also i'm one of those people i don't go out if i'm not in drag um i've never been to a show i actually i take that back i'm lying again god i am the annalee of this episode um (laughs) I have been to, since I started drag, I've been to one show out of drag in five years. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. And uh, I didn't really like it. I don't like not being in drag. I just don't feel comfortable. So, um, yeah, I probably, I probably won't attend that many shows that I'm not in. Uh, If they're in, if, I mean, if there's one happening in Jonesboro, I would probably go. Did y'all just hear my chair fucking break? yeah <laughs> anyway um yeah so that was uh that was all the drag queens that i don't support coming for me by breaking my chair right right, um, right i used to go like to every show and i would like when i first started like i would go in drag but now that i'm relevant i'm just like i don't need to be there <laughs> <laughs> wow Annalie, what, about, what do you think yeah here's my hot take um i do think it is important for people to be seen every now and then, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm trying to go out, I'm trying to support the, you know, everyone, but it's so difficult for many reasons. One, people love being at home, especially after COVID, like we love fucking being home. I've always, I'm, I've always been a homebody. Like I, I would rather be at home than be anywhere else. Um, and, and so like making the effort to drive somewhere to be around people, like it, it, it can become a lot. Um, I also think that if you want to be like a good audience member, also going to drag shows is fucking expensive. Mm, I mean, there's, there's cover. If you want to drink or even if you want to eat, you'll have to pay for that. If you want to give people more than just a dollar and you really want to support people, like it can, it can get a little pricey. And so going to a bunch of shows, if you want to financially support people can become a lot. Um, and then I also think, you know, if you don't want to go to show, you don't have to go to a show. Whatever. Yeah, like, like this past Saturday, like there was a show going on everywhere. And I oh my God. Came yeah. home, stayed home, was in my bed watching movies because I was tired and I didn't want to go out. Right. I think but, the, the main lesson here is should you? Absolutely. Do you absolutely have to? No. No. But share, make sure that you share people's events. Do that. You at the can base. at least, you can at least golf. If you show up to a club, you don't even have to tip, but you have to golf clap for every bitch. Yeah, absolutely. But at this point, if you don't know that I support you and support your shows and love what you do, that's your own fault. <laughs> right. Okay. This next question is fucking long. Whoever sent this in, you're trying to get me because you know I have a speech impediment. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> I'm also reading this from a screenshot of Annalise's computer taken by a phone. You know how like when you take a picture of a screen with your phone, how it like does that weird thing? Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a bullshit screen. Yeah. It's doing it. Okay. Here we go. There have been conversations among drag artists regarding the use of the word queen to describe one who is such an artist. How do you feel about the term drag queen? Is it prerogative? Prerogative? Pejorative? Pejorative. What's the word? Pejorative. Is it, what did I say? Prerogative. Okay, is it pejorative, gender exclusive, or reflective of the history and personality of the art form? Also, is this question homophobic? Thank you. 
Um, yes. <laughs> that last part was not there, but uh, the the big words in this is definitely homophobic. I will say that. <laughs> okay, um, that that's such a specific question, though. Like, what what do you mean? Because they're okay. What I so they basically they're asking. Let me let me dumb it down for me and Luna. Thank okay, you. so because you know, <laughs> I, I had to I'm, look I'm up the word for Jordan. Okay, so they're asking, is calling someone a queen offensive? Like the the term drag queen, should we should we be using that instead of like drag artist? Like is okay. drag king and drag king, queen offensive? So, oh, in his for history's sake. That's how it all started. Drag queen. So, you know, nowadays it branches off into many different aspects. Do you have, um, how do you say this? Kings, queens, uh, uh, trans women who perform. So it's it's hard to say because at the end of the day, drag queen is, you know, specific to a gay man who uh, dresses up uh, imitating a woman exaggerated that's what it is but it's it's not offensive in a way to say drag queen there's no offense behind it but also you have to realize there's so many different branches off of you know where it came from it was one thing but now it's just many things so I think it's more appropriate to say drag artist because there's so many aspects of it you know Right. No, I agree. I think, I think basically, um, if you, if you are a drag performer or a drag entertainer, I would say saying drag entertainer is probably the most inclusive, uh, Mm -hmm. term to use. Like if you just don't know what that person, you know, does, Mm uh, but I also don't think that saying drag king or drag queen is a offensive or wrong because a lot of people do claim those terms and that's fine like there's nothing wrong with being a drag queen or a drag king um I don't think it's I don't think it's uh offensive or exclusive I think it just depends on the the artist like if someone says I am a drag performer I am not a drag king or queen and you call them a king or queen then yes that is offensive and you shouldn't do that yeah. But I also don't think we should just completely erase the term drag queen or drag king because that's like such a huge portion of drag entertainment. Like people, a lot of people go by those terms. So um, I don't think it's offensive, but yeah. I mean, it's a really good question and it does open up a lot of conversation uh, as to like what we prefer. What do, you, what do y'all prefer to be called? Well, I don't prefer to be called I don't prefer to be called a drag queen because I'm a woman. Uh, right. Yeah. Um, I say entertainer, but well, good for you. I say entertainer, but I never fucking claim to be an entertainer. Um, no, just say drag performer. If you don't know, say drag performer or go up to somebody and just ask. Like it's not offensive to know, just just say because at the end of the day what is a drag performer we lip sync to other people's fucking songs wear overly expensive clothes painful wigs and what we do to our bodies is fucking offensive um (laughs) honestly do you want to read the next question or did you answer did you answer it i didn't answer uh it's just fine (laughs) sorry we we haven't shut up okay no it's okay uh i actually i agree with everything that you said i will say that i do see sometimes where people will as they're talking about something they'll use the word drag queen mm-hmm. and like it does exclude some of the people they performed with so um like i've said like yeah I've, I've performed with a bunch of drag queens in jonesboro i've also performed with a lot of kings in jonesboro but i just use the language drag queen and so in that way i can see how it can be ex- um exclusive because I'm just trying to use this umbrella term for people who may not be, you know, who may not consider themselves a drag queen. So I do think it's important just to recognize the language and just to, you know, if, if you think you're being offensive, just ask somebody yeah. and, you know, Agreed. just ask somebody and, and, and keep, keep it going. And so I agree with what y'all said, but I do hear sometimes how it can be exclusive. So here's the last question. If and when you get on Drag Race, 
who are you bringing to the snatch game? Oh fuck, that's a good question. This I is a no great one. Can can I do Miami Rose for the snatch game? Would people know? Would people get it? <laughs> people wouldn't know me, but it would be funny. It would be one of those moments that Rue's like, oh, you get to educate people about who this person is. Because no one knows me. Because <laughs> no one knows her. Absolutely. Wow. I'm going to lose so much weight for the Snatch Game. I want to weigh 90 pounds. Just shave um, your head. I'm going to shave my head. I'm going to wear um, a fucking Hot Wheels on my head. <laughs> I did do that. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm going to wear a jumpsuit that I found at Walmart. Oh, ah! read her. Read her. <laughs> It was Goodwill, cunt. <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Y'all answer before I do. because Can I it be to... anyone? Like, or do we have to follow the rules of Drag Race? Because I'm going to say let, I... it, let it be anyone. It could be like a character that is, you know, copyright or whatever. Yeah, any anyone. Okay, then yeah, I would definitely do Elmo. <laughs> oh my fucking, yeah. <laughs> I'd be so <laughs> into Elmo! Elmo would be so funny. That'd be great. That would be really phenomenal. Honestly. Honestly, your turn. I need more time to think. <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't know because right now what I'm battling with is would I be on as a, a, a bearded drag queen or would I be on, or would I like shave? I, no, I you would definitely you would have to do it in a beard. That's your whole thing. Absolutely. That'd be why they put you on. Because wow. that's it. Nothing else. Bearded drag. Is well, I mean, they've never had a bearded drag queen. You'd be the yeah. first one. I want validation of bearded drag on fucking RuPaul's Drag Race because I think it is so sickening. And I, I think Annalise should be the one to do it. Absolutely. I feel like you would be really good for TV. Apply right now. We're going to watch you do it. I know who I'm going to be for the Snatch Game now. Okay, yes. Go him. ahead. Okay, so you know that new show that's coming out um, about the Oh God, about the game that they go into and everybody's just fucking dying, right? Squid Game. Squid Game, yes. I want to be that girl that plays the fucking <laughs> red light. <laughs> wow. Bitch, and the whole time she asked me a question, I'm going to just look around real quick and eye everybody and be like, green light. <laughs> Tell me that would not be it. That if I could be anyone... Here's the thing. I've tried to do the character him a couple of times, and I just I don't think his voice, the voice that I'm going for, really translates over like speakers. But I really would want to do like a sickening him impersonation and just make it really funny and dumb. Um, so him is what I would want to do from oh Power Cross. And also, he he is a here, here's the thing. There's not a lot of characters that I could choose from that would be fun with a beard or there's none that just really come up come to my mind that I would just really love to do maybe Abraham Lincoln could be funny I literally was just about to say Abraham Lincoln bitch okay well there you go boom did it did it doing it done done you could be it's Santa mm. <laughs> <laughs> I could a leprechaun you could be the leprechaun from leprechaun three uh, you, you, oh my I, god i would love that actually i'm, I'm short enough to to be a leprechaun so please do it Annalie, do you have anything else that you think we should do before we call this shit quits i think we We're trying to gain anything else you know what i need to lose i need to lose lose y'all so let's let's end this <laughs> let's wrap it before we tap it All luna right. do you have anything you want to say before we go <laughs> <laughs> God, just two things, two, two things. Uh, take care of your mental health and make money, period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have any social media handles you want to plug or any events, anything? Honestly, nobody cares, so. Um. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can we'll put it in the description. You can follow me on Facebook at Luna Luella. Um, my Instagram handle, let me pull it up because I don't remember. Uh, and anything coming up, um, Roar the Roses, I think I got a couple shows at Drew's in uh, November. Um, and, you know, like, if you want to see me, just look on my Facebook. You know where I'd be at. I don't have a life outside of this. So, yeah. <laughs> Great. 
we will <laughs> we'll put your stuff on instagram by the way it's luna underscore luella underscore the queen which oh i love God. yeah do you stalk me i love that i thought yeah. it was the entertainer i never claimed to be an entertainer oh yeah someone's changing it to the boring one got it <laughs> rachel can you get on that yeah she's working on it she's she came back inside from coffee um well guys this has been the pod i want to thank you guys all so much for listening we just recently celebrated 500 listeners which is sickening the house down mama boots yes god what was that fucking show bitch y'all know the the haunted house down mama y'all got it um so uh hopefully we can get some more viewers we we love growing uh do you have anything you want to say before i end this shit off Thank you, Luna, for joining. I really appreciate it. I'm glad you were here. Um, thank you for being amazing and for talking to us about mental health. I'm really excited to see how you continue on in War of the Roses. <laughs> and uh, thank you to the listeners. And thank you, Miami. I know today has been a real struggle bus for you. So I'm glad that um, you are doing this and that you're still doing it for free. Yep, I am live left loving. Guys, remember to not be homophobic listen all the way through the outro if you need that email remember to send us questions if you want you can send us all kinds of shit to our inbox and uh also uh have a beautiful day don't be homophobic bitch i said it twice and i mean it twice bye (laughs) well thank you for listening to are we pretty with annalee and miami if you would like to send in q a questions or to contact us send us an email at arewepreettypodcasts at gmail.com. You can follow Miami on Instagram at Miami, And you can follow Annalie on Instagram at Dreams. Our music from this podcast is produced by Evans Beats. Thank you for listening, and we will see you soon. Stay pretty. Stay pretty.